Hello and welcome to the Accessible Guitar Podcast, the Strymon Iridium Pedal. Hello and welcome to the Accessible Guitar Podcast. My name is Ty Littlefield and I'm your host. Today we are going to be talking about this Strymon Iridium pedal, what it is, how it works, just kind of going over all the basics, and talking about how you can use it if you're a blind or low vision uh, guitar player. Before we get going, I would like to thank Strymon for their donation to this pedal. Uh, They donated this pedal to me for this podcast, and as a disclaimer, they do not know what I'm going to say. There are no requirements on what I do say. Um, but with all of that said, Strymon is an amazing company, and I very highly recommend, you know, if you get the chance, um, you know, to buy their pedals, to work with them. They've been really great to work with, and, you know, I, I honestly truly appreciate all of the support and interest they have in this podcast and in supporting us. If you like this podcast or this episode, please consider becoming a Patreon your donations go towards supporting the hosting costs for the podcast. We pay Buzzsprout a monthly fee because without that, the episodes would be deleted after 90 days. And this is not the type of podcast that you listen to linearly. I mean, some people may, but the idea is that if you're looking into a pedal or you're interested, you might want to go listen to a specific episode. And so we need more than 90 days worth of podcast episodes. Uh, your donations also go toward paying for marketing, trying to get you know more people interested in this, um, server costs, WordPress fees, things like that. Please check us out at patreon.com slash accessible guitar. If you are interested in donating in other ways, please let me know. Uh, the only thing I've set up currently is Patreon, but I'm, I'm happy to discuss anything else with you. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, you can always email us at info at accessibleguitar.net. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Access Guitar, as long as you know Twitter remains. I would also like to recommend my Sweetwater Engineer, especially if you're blind or low vision guitar player. One of the most important things that my Sweetwater sales engineer has been able to do for me is help me find you know, pedals and equipment that are accessible that will work for me that I can use. And he's gone a long way toward making that work. I would like to recommend that you reach out to Ethan Cattle at Sweetwater if you have any questions or you know would like to purchase any of the gears uh, talked about on this or any other episode. He's super great at you know helping solve any problems that you might have. Um, and honestly, he's one of the like he knows more about guitar and audio engineering than almost anyone else I know. So it's pretty incredible to talk to him. So with all of that said, let's jump into the episode. The Strymon Iridium is an amp modeler and impulse response cabinet. So what does that mean? Those are a lot of words. The amp modeler part means that it it basically emulates individual amps. And the impulse response cabinets are the cabinets in which those amps would be placed. If you're playing individual amps, or like a physical amp, you'll see that the amp is the head of the amp, essentially, which is where the plug everything in and where the tone and everything comes from, is placed inside some type of box, and that's called a cabinet. These cabinets are different. They have different types of speakers. They have different types of 
like woods the they can either be open back close back half back things like that and all of those change the sounds and characteristics so what the iridium does is it allows you to choose the amp that you wish to play one of the sort of preset amps that they give you and then it lets you choose any type of cab that you want that you can play through so you get three amps and three cabinets and you can choose these with switches which we'll talk about in a bit the other cool part about the iridium is that the cabinets can actually be uploaded so you can take you can buy impulse responses or find them online and you can upload them so you can play through different cabs and you don't have to be stuck with the ones that uh, Strymon gives you with this said I should probably jump into my quick accessibility note here because I do want to get this out of the way this pedal is incredibly versatile and there are so many features and just there's there's a lot in this pedal Part of the problem, though, is that there are some features that we cannot access because it requires using an LED. So you have to look at an LED and turn a knob until it changes a certain color or flashes, uh, things like that. I have two Iridium pedals, and I spent time with both of them trying to match up timing and say, like, you know, how how many seconds does this take if I if I hold down this button to get this to work? And I could not get the timing to match up for all of them. So there are parts of this pedal that I honestly just won't even discuss because it's really hard for me to even verify, much less document. Um, but they have a manual, which I've linked to on the article associated with this episode. That said, there's also one other feature that is harder to use, which I sort of alluded to just a minute ago, um, which is the ability to upload new cabs. These are called impulse responses. Strymon does have a program specifically made for this, but it is pretty much unusable with a screen reader. If you're low vision, you might be able to pull it off. I, I don't know kind of how that workflow works, but if you're using you know JAWS or NVDA or Narrator, it is not usable. This is something that you could get around with some sighted help, which you know it's kind of a one-time thing once you find the cabs that you want to use but it definitely is a little bit frustrating the Strymon is aware of these issues and they are working to fix them in later releases you know having said all of this about accessibility they are aware of the problems that they have in terms of accessibility they are willing to work with you to make them accessible or to find solutions and alternatives and more importantly, they're interested in you know implementing features and solutions that solve these problems. So this is something that's going to take some time, but I really, truly commend Strymon. I, I have loved working with them. I've loved talking to them. They are really great. Um, and, you know, they're a smaller company, so, you know, these aren't going to happen overnight, but I am super excited to see where this comes out and how this works because I've been a Strymon fan for quite a while now. I want to start by describing this pedal. I'm holding it here in front of me, and... If you have this pedal, it's it's a pretty hefty box. Uh, Strymon, a lot of pedals are you know smaller, or not as not as clunky. Um, the Strymon pedals are just just big pedals, and they have two two types. They have the two button and the three button pedals, and for the most part, a lot of their pedals have the same layout, which makes it pretty easy to figure out. So, if you orient the pedal so that the flat part of it is facing down and I'm holding it in my hand right now, but you'd probably want to put it on a surface to look at this. 
there are two peg like a buttons on either like one on either side of the pedal and there's also an led right above these which i actually didn't mention in the article these buttons need to be facing toward you and to make sure that you're holding it right and it's oriented right you can touch the back of the pedal and see all the ports there's four quarter inch ports um an a DC port, a USB port, and a switch. So all of those should be facing away from you toward the back. The Iridium, and a lot of the Strymon pedals, has the two buttons that we previously mentioned sort of facing toward you. The far right button is the bypass, like on-off button, and the far left button is the favorite button. The knobs are sort of set up in a U-shape, essentially, um, and within this U-shape is two, there are two switches. And these switches have three settings, and you can hear that they have a very tactile click to them. The knobs starting at the top left, the first top left knob is gain, and this will add gain to your signal as you turn it up. So all the way to the left is no gain, no gain added. And if you turn it all the way to the right, clockwise, it adds, you know, full gain. Um, and please see the, the article for a description, because in, in each of the amp descriptions that I took from the, the manual itself, you'll see kind of what the gain does and how all of these knobs work. For example, the, the Vox amp, which is the second amp on this pedal, the mid-EQ switch or knob, rather, does something different. It's a tone cut. Skipping over the... Two switches, which we'll talk about after the knobs. The top right knob is a level knob, so this is essentially the volume control. And as with the gain, all the way to the left is no volume, all to the way to the right is full volume. This controls the level to the headphone port, which we'll talk about, and the output ports. Under these knobs, there's a set of four. The first is bass, mid, and treble. So these are the EQ bands. With these knobs set to 12 o'clock, there will be no change in the EQ. So the signal is coming through and, you know, might be colored by the amp in the cab, but it's not going to have any EQ applied to it. You can feel on all of the knobs on this pedal, there is a little notch. You can kind of put your fingernail in it. Um, it's right along the top of the, the knob. So the knob has like a recessed circle and the outer edge ring essentially has a notch kind of cut into it. So with these knobs pointed at 12 o'clock or directly away from you on the EQ band, they will have no EQ applied to them. With the knobs all the way to the left, it will subtract, and with all the way to the right, it'll add full, uh, like, you know, the full band. The fourth knob in this row is the room uh, knob, and essentially, this adds room ambience to your amp. So it kind of emulates, if you're playing an amp like your Iridium in a room, it kind of emulates the sound that you would get uh, from the room around the, the amp, essentially. Looking at the front panel, there is a 3.5 millimeter headphone port. So this is, if you don't have something plugged in, or even if you do have something plugged in to the headphone, or to the output ports, rather, uh, you can play through headphones and just listen to yourself playing. So this is really cool if you want some, you know, silent practice or to figure out kind of how this sounds um, without, you know, going out to speakers. And this is the only port on the front of the amp. 
To best understand the ports and switches on the back panel, it helps to actually reorient the pedal. And this is typically how it is expected that you'll look at it from a visual perspective as well. So keep the pedal so that the flat part is facing down onto the surface that it's on. And essentially just rotate it 180 degrees so that the headphone port is facing away from you. And also the uh, peg, uh, the bypass and favorite switches are facing away from you as well. The controls on the amp should still be facing the ceiling or up. Moving from left to right, looking at these ports, the first port is the input port. The second is the output L, so output left. The third is output R or output right. And the fourth is the EXP MIDI port. To the right of that is a DC port, which like how you plug power into the pedal. The input port is where you'll pass your signal into the Iridium. So from your guitar or from other uh, pedals, essentially. You can connect either a single cable or a stereo TRS cable into the Iridium itself. The output ports are where the signal will come out from the amp. And if you only have a mono signal, just plug it into the output left and you won't have any issues. So the mono signal will come out through the output left ports. Apart from the ports, there is one other... Well, there's there's the USB port, which is how you connect your Iridium to your computer if you want to use the impulse manager. And there's also a switch. The switch is located between the input and the output left ports. And from left to right, these uh, it's has three positions, and it's actually kind of hard to move, so you'll need to kind of dig in your fingernail. Um, you find this most left setting is mono, stereo, and sum. And this essentially controls the input coming to your pedal. So in the mono setting, the input is expected to be mono. In the middle setting, which is stereo, it expects a TRS uh, stereo cable to be plugged in. And sum expects also a TLRS stereo cable to be plugged in, but it will sum it to mono and output it to the output left port. With all of that said, um, I would like to kind of go through how this works and, you know, talk about the settings and what you can expect. What we skipped over are the amp, uh, the two switches on the top, and we can go back to these. I won't go into what each cab is because... There's a lot there. Um, you can check out the blog article associated with this episode for all of that information. So the switch on the left is the amp switch, and it has a round, chime, and punch. The switch on the right, to the right of the amp switch, is the cab switch, and it's simply labeled A, B, and C. Each of the specific amps has its own cabs, so the round amp does not have the same cabs as the punch amp, for example. The round amp is a Fender Deluxe Reverb. The chime amp is based on the Vox AC30B. And the punch amp is based on the Marshall Plexi. There are a ton of YouTube videos if you really want to see the Iridium pedal get exercised. For the most part, I just wanted to describe the layout, the orientation, the switches, you know, uh, for you to hear me kind of moving the switches and the changes between the cabs so you could kind of really hear the differences between them 
This is a really cool pedal. Accessibility issues aside, I love this thing. Um, I don't have this space in my apartment for an amp or multiple amps. And so this gives me a really cool way to play with different things. I have it on my pedal board. Um, and I mean, essentially I'm, I'm not really limited by anything. I can play whatever, you know, play through whichever amp I want. Obviously this is not, you know, it's not the same as playing through an amp, but it is pretty close. And it also means you don't have to mic up your amps. So one of the really cool things that you can do too, you know, speaking of, of micing up your amp is the cabs that you can buy have different, so you can buy like a, um, cabs mic'd with an SM57 or with a ribbon mic or with two mics or off axis or, you know, there's so many different miking positions and orientations and ways to set these up. This is a very brief kind of intro into the Strymon Iridium. I hope you enjoy. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, please let me know. I have done my best to cover you know, as much as possible in a short amount of time as a brief pedal walkthrough. The pedal is about $400, I believe, on Sweetwater. Um, I honestly highly recommend it if you're planning on playing guitar and don't, you know, don't want to buy an amp or don't want to spend the time, you know, trying to figure out which one. This is a great starter. And for different types of music, it's really cool. So if you're like me and you play, you know, all kinds of different music or genres or styles, this is a really cool pedal. With all that said, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, please feel free to email us at info at accessibleguitar.net or tweet us at accessguitar. Thank you for listening to the Accessible Guitar Podcast. Please email any questions, comments, or suggestions to info at accessibleguitar.net. Follow us on Twitter at accessguitar. Or visit us on the web where you'll find this and other episodes at accessibleguitar.net. Thanks for listening.